It's time for the movie rating. Tonight's victim is director Brett Mullen. Has done many films such as Bloody Ballet. Most others, hello. Hey, hey, how you guys doing? Fantastic. So, what we got going so far? Um, so Bloodbath, aka Dead Inferno, Action, Bloody Ballet, aka Phantasma, and a new film, Killer Babes, and the frightening film Fiasco. Uh, tell us a little bit about the Fiasco. For if you if you are allowed to give us some information, what can we expect from this film? Uh, well, this film, anybody's aware of my other work, I tend to leave was very, um, I guess you could call it beautiful horror or uh, cinematic. So this one picks up exactly where the other ones left off with uh, the hue and the dreamscapes, you know, big locations. This time I got a little bit bigger budget, so I have, it's got an awesome cast in it. It's a really cool uh, kind of poke at horror films. I, I would say <laughs> so it, it kind of takes all the tropes and it flips them on their head that's pretty much it but it, it tries to take little elements from movies that some of the actors have been in and it kind of swirls them in so it's kind of just giant ride and it's hard to say a necessary like a plot without ruining the next book because it, it just kind of keeps hooking and hooking and hooking so it ends from everybody that's read the script that they really like it so some of the reasons I even got some of the actors and actresses I did is because they love the script so much for instance Linnea Quigley she read it and she's a witch in the movie which is super cool she said she always wanted to be a witch so that was pretty much the easiest pitch I've ever had to do and it was in person so that was pretty cool oh, that was pretty cool well, what's going on with Bloody Ballet in terms of that I know that this is out but as far as how is the circulation going so far is it, is it still circulating in other websites or any uh, streaming services or it's just kind of still settling at the moment yeah it's it's pretty stale at the moment actually um, it's on Hulu and Amazon Prime it got released maybe last year or the year before um, so it's got a DVD release and then it's got those streaming services so you can do Tubi or all those streaming services <laughs> Apple uh, TV or Apple Music or whatever it's on platforms it's just I was trying to get a, a Blu-ray out of it and you know I, I kind of wanted to push it a little further with extra features and stuff like that uh, it takes time and it's, it's hard to push product so I, I think if anything it got caught in a weird uh, release because the title had changed right before the movie was released so it was Phantasma and everything was marketed towards Phantasma, all the, you know, online posts or anything like that, and then right before it, it got changed to Bloody Ballet, so I think the fan base kind of, even if they changed the title, maybe didn't even know, you know, where to find it. How did you feel when it comes to uh, like changing the title? W did you actually were a little bit against that? I mean, Bloody Ballet sounds pretty interesting on its own. The fact is that this is changing from something originally of a, a different vision. But do you think that you think title doesn't really mean much of anything as long as the vision's still there? Uh, you know, I think titles are important. Probably the most important thing is the branding of the product. I had uh, Graham Humphreys um, do the illustration for Phantasma, and you know he had worked on uh, Lucio Fulci stuff, and just he is got a huge catalog the guy's insane and so I was really proud of the illustration we had for the DVD but when they changed it I guess it didn't represent what I guess how I saw the movie but then again I've had my hands in so many parts of my independent films that sometimes it's good to let other people make decisions too so I'm not saying it's a wrong decision it's just you know different now well, when it comes to the the horror genre now horror has appeal despite how it looks it could be gritty it could be dark and uh, very scary and so forth but is it best to reflect Find it each film, or even or keep the same formula by in terms of uh, having to release these films each time you, that you do them. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I uh, do commercials 
for a main job. You know, I do plenty of music videos and stuff like that, but uh, the independent films are actually more my side. So when it comes to doing those, I've, I've had people approach me and they're like, oh, why don't you do this and this and this? Because you can easily market that and easily make money doing that. And for me, it's just kind of, I want to do what I love that's really important and, you know, try to connect with the fans that have the same taste as me. For instance, I'm really, really into Italian cinema just what I love. I love the giallos. I love the zombie films and that kind of stuff. So when it comes to taking the movie, I kind of just tend to what is inspiring me at the time. My style kind of trickles into each project, but then it also is really cool to see where the independent artists I work with, whether it's special effects or you know anybody from the lighting crew or makeup or all those ideas put together makes it a completely different look and feel from anything else. I think the collaboration is the coolest thing. And it's really neat when you have a finished product, it's like a, a little chapter in your life. And that thing is those group of people. And it's just cool to watch a movie that you shot and you you have all these you know, memories of stuff on set, you know, having those people you know, around for a few months or even a year sometimes, depending on, you know, shooting schedule. I start obsessing, thinking of things like, where can we do this shot? How can I take this story and mold it toward this place or this thing? And having the putty approach to films is just really fun. I think it keeps it exciting. So I know with, with Bombshell Bloodbath, when I shot that one, I had like that scenes and stuff like that, but with the special effect team, since I knew that they were so in line with my tapes, I was just like, hey, you know, what are some things that you've always wanted to do as far as special effects that you think would be over the top and awesome? And they gave me a few ideas of what would be sweet, and then, you know, we added them in the movie for the death scenes, but it's that much of freedom on shoots I work on to let everybody collaborate. Uh, obviously, if it doesn't fit the mood of the movie, no, but I think that just keeps it interesting, you know? Yeah, and, and of course, uh, a director's vision is pretty much often accepted for the most part but how can it be accepted as an example to of display of that vision how, how can it be more accepted to get this vision out there to really show from other filmmakers yeah i mean i like i said it, it's it's my creative outlet and I, I don't really worry i guess whether who's gonna like it if it's gonna sell in this kind of capacity you know maybe Further on in my career, I'll be more driven to do something I think is very sellable. But at this point, I'm really just trying to do interesting projects that help um, mold my craft and do, you know, a stronger uh, vision. And, uh, you know, with each one, I've upped the production. You know, it's looked better. It's gotten a better cast. And so I think it's cool. And I've had plenty of people tell me that they were really inspired by the movie. I've, I've seen a lot of local artists around where I live in North Carolina. All together, we keep creating content. And then, you know, the next person's putting the bar up. A lot of really creative people in this state, so it's just cool to see the stuff that we're putting out on, on such tight budgets. Do you think if you were to, let's say, a, a string of studios, or at least a couple known bigger brands, do you think it's more of a distraction for you? It's not much as a uh, restrictive sense, but do you think it's more of a distraction having these kind of offers and rather just stay your own path? A bigger budget or even being hired from a, uh, let's say, larger known studio or a more established studio? I've worked on commercials that had, you know, budgets that were half a million, and it's really nice to have the the crew, I think that much makes it a lot easier, but you have a lot of creativity taken away, for sure. The more people that you have wearing hats and making, that they can make decisions, you know, you get things trimmed. You know, there's a reason why you can have a uh, movie, let's say, like, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and, you know, studio needs to make money, too, so they put people in there, and they want people to have, like, real storylines and real emotions, but... Godzilla fans just want the people to scream and 
the you know the kaiju to fight. You know, you lose some of that, and then people may not understand why it's not as true. You know, whatever you're going with. But if you're doing it from a fan standpoint, you have nobody in your way. It's a lot easier to, to carve out something authentic. But at the same time, there's a there's a reason why there's a formula for creating stuff that just generates money. That's cool too. I mean, it's nice to have your name out there, stuff like that, and big budget. Let's bluff some things and then put it out in big outlets, so that's nice. Uh, do you think a goal to achieve is also for to, to actually make a challenge to perceive as well? Like, almost kind of like a recycle from achieving the goal, but also make it into a challenge at the same time? Yeah, for sure. I guess, you know, the challenge of mine has been kind of working on the rights for this uh, remake film, and I can't really say much about it. It was really entertaining. It was uh, almost a uh, comedy at, at one point. There was a lot of and trying to come up with the rights and meeting the people in person and doing all this stuff, but it's very rewarding. I think you just let that be your driver for getting the project and getting it started is like the challenge. Challenge itself is, is cool. It'd be boring if it was easy, <laughs> I suppose. And it never is easy. It doesn't matter the size of the movie. It, it still has its quirks to it. Oh, yeah, because, like, once you achieve what you want to do, whatever it is that, that you're trying to go for, like, you succeed, you achieved it, but at the same time, once you reach that point, now you're going to have to use that as an actual challenge for your next project. Like, this is what I succeeded before, this is what I need to use that almost like a, uh, a standing beam for everything else that I'm going to be doing for the next, you know, decade. And so yeah, so what's really funny, too, is it's like, yeah, you have to, like, figure out a way to detach yourself from your old project and look at it as the last movie you made isn't the quality that you're doing now. Like, detach it. So I always say, like, as old Brett or Brett 2017 made it, you go back and you look and you can't make everything ideal. Some things you just have to move around organically on set. It just didn't happen the way you wanted it to. And you may look in post-production up or that's not what I wanted or maybe you are hitting yourself in the head because you're like, man, there's this angle that would have been like, hundred times better. You just gotta get over it because artists grow. Yeah, just judge yourself by what you're currently doing and you know, by the time the movie's over and I watch it and it premieres, there's like things that make me cringe, but they didn't at the moment when I shot them. This is uh, a part of the process. I, I can be proud for like how good it was at the moment I made it. Generally, I think I put enough into it that I'm usually proud of everything I do, at least from the, the film standpoint. Go and plug in any websites or anything that we can check out right now. Uh, you can view our Facebook, which is facebook.com slash Killer Raves and the Frightening Film Fiasco. There is IMDb for it, as far as my work. But I would probably say, if anything, if you want to see some like really cool content, it would be to go to tetravideo.com and order a copy of Dead Inferno is retitle of Bombshell Bloodbath and when those guys released it they did a two disc limited edition and it's got like more behind the scenes than actual movie it's so cool it took a while putting everything together but it really shows an in-depth book of uh, independent filmmaking and especially for uh, my first film that was such a blessing for those folks to reach out and be interested in using it so it's like number one in the Tetra magazine which is super cool that thing uh, I think they just put it for sale uh, the reprint I think there's only like a hundred but that definitely be worth picking up if, if you want to get like more into the world of uh, what we're doing. Cool. There you have it, everybody. That is director Brett Mullen.